Hello and welcome to episode 355 of the video show. Today, it's a bit of a different one. It's not really um, looking at business videos and things like that. It's more of what I do in my spare time, which is creating um, short films. So um, I met somebody at a networking event, Rowena Amos, who is uh, wrote and produced a film that she's... Uh, putting around different festival circuits and stuff like that. And I thought she would be a, a great guest to get onto uh, the show just to talk about how she um, put, how she like wrote the film and the whole process of producing it and everything like that. Because I thought, like me, there's probably a lot of people out there who would really benefit from hearing from people like her who have put together a cast, uh, put together the crew for the film, um, sorted out locations, sorted out all different aspects of make, making a short film. Um, so it's not exactly the kind of stuff I usually talk about, but it's kind of adjacent to it. So I thought, let's make an episode of the video show. Um, and here is my interview with Rowena. Enjoy. Uh, I was seeing a lot of similarities between what you were saying and how I was going through my own short film. Uh, so like the producing side of it, like that, that's something you, you did with your film. Uh, what was your film called again? Uh, it's called Strange Waters. Strange Waters. I loved it, by the way. It was really good. Oh, thank you. That's uh, the, the, dro the drone shots uh, uh, of the, um, what was it? I can't remember. The, the Fault. Spitbank uh, Fault. Yeah, yeah, The Fault. And then when it turned into the, the Connect 4 piece, I was just like, Whoa, and I had a little moment. That was really oh. cool. But yeah, like what you were yeah, well, the way you were talking about the producing side of things was something like I really experienced uh, making my own short film. So, like, there was times where we needed like uh, a vintage car and we needed like a big marquee for a scene, and it was just people I knew just through networking and business and like people I'd worked with. So it's like, oh yeah, John owns an old Datsun. So I just text him <laughs> and said, "Can we use it?" And he's just like, "Yeah, fine, great." And then he just showed up on like a Sunday morning. And we filmed like for a few hours with him, and it was brilliant. Uh, and then with James, who runs a um, road safety company, like I had been, I'd filmed with him, and he'd had a big marquee for this event. And I was just like, "Can we borrow it?" So on like a Saturday morning, he came to a field in Whit like in Whitchurch, like down the road from where he works, and they, he helped to set up this marquee in the middle of a field <laughs> uh, for like a whole morning, um, which is brilliant. Yeah, couldn't believe like I think that's the, I think that's it. When you make a film, um, you're kind of knocking on an open door. Really, uh, people are really you know they they really want to help. So it's not like doing a play or doing something in the theatre where um, you know people, oh you're great doing a play, but as soon as you're doing a film, people are really sort of willing to help. I think. Yeah, I've, it's really cool how that is. Uh, like people hear film and they're like, oh yeah, I'll help. Uh, like, and, and yeah, I think it's got this perception, isn't it? That it's just kind yeah. of sexy thing. <laughs> like, I was going to ask you about like how you got the actors and how you got the crew together because the way you got your crew together was I thought was really interesting because it turned out you all went to the same uni or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So the the it's it started off the cast we we'd worked together up in London um, with something called Directors Cut Theatre. So I knew all of those guys. Um, already and then um with the cast i i basically used film white actually and with the film office over here and um we kind of connected to um our our director of photography and the editor um 
and yeah it weirdly it turned out that we all went to Portsmouth University together so yeah that was a bit strange and then like how did you get the cast together so you you, you knew the cast so did you have to yeah. um do um like auditions or anything or you just when you were writing it were you like oh yeah that's so and so that's that person yeah it's probably a bit of a unique situation and I actually wrote it for the characters because and for the actors basically um I'd worked with them before and I thought actually in my mind they were they were the people so um I was really fortunate that they said yes to do it really yeah that's interesting because like with our one like we I've made a few like really short films like two minute ones so I'd got kind of got a little collection of actors that I had in mind so when we were writing it it was just sort of yeah, that's Bryn, that's Jeanette, that's Laura. So we knew like those were the people that would do it. We, they had, we hadn't asked them if they'd do it, but we we're just like, that's that's who I want to do it. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about what you did before. and like, um, What was your sort of job before you started doing this? Ooh, um, so I've got some accommodation on the Isle of Wight that I run. Um, and then I'd started getting into writing again. I'd had a child. And then um, I got involved with Director's Cut Theatre in London about maybe four years ago. Um, and we were doing sort of plays and things. And then when lockdown came, we um, it all moved online. Mm. And we're, everybody started sort of doing little videos and start experimenting with film a little bit. Um, and then I sort of taught myself to edit during lockdown. And it, it kind of grew organically, I guess, from there. Um, we. I'd worked with Andy um, McLeod, the director, on quite a few pieces, and we got on. And then I think once once the whole COVID thing has sort of lifted a little bit, we were like, right, we're gonna we're gonna do a film. We were sort of desperate to do something. I think by that point. So in terms of sort of a day job, um, I've only probably done this the last kind of four years. In terms of getting back into writing, I did quite a lot at uni, and then had various. I've run a couple of businesses. Um, but yeah, it, it's like one of those things when you start doing it, the kind of doors suddenly start open. So it was, I've, I've got back into writing. So yeah, and now yeah, I've yeah. got into doing producing and I've got a few producing jobs that are coming in now. So that's all good. That's cool. I was going to ask about producing jobs later on. Um, but yeah, you, you talked about the writing. So we'll go through the, the writing process and stuff like that. What was the, how did you come up with the initial idea for this film? Um, I think I've been working on an idea. I've been reading COVID, during, during COVID about well water being poisoned for um, the sort of Jewish community. Uh, this was like back in uh, when it was the kind of Black Death and I had a vague idea about writing something to do with that. And then I was talking to um, Andy, our director, about where we could set it and maybe trying to have a unique location. And we were going over on the ferry one day. And we're like, oh my God, no one's, no one's done a film on this. Uh, so I was like, yeah, let's try and film on this fort. This would be like a crazy, amazing idea. And uh, I phoned the guy up who owns it. And amazingly, he said yes and let us onto it. So I was like, right, okay, we're, we're, I've kind of got this place. And then I started researching it and finding kind of the history of it. And um, the the it's just got this incredible kind of history to, to these forts. So they were actually built on a, a well, on a freshwater well, which goes through to France, which ironically, they, you know, they had these, uh, they built these forts to kind of protect from the French and actually the water supply was coming from France. So it was quite amusing. And they then also used to only post soldiers over there who couldn't swim. 
And I was like, okay, that's that's an idea. So it was actually sort of researching it, I think, and then I, I linked it to a previous this previous idea I'd had about kind of well water and stuff like that. So that's that's really where I kind of formed it it from, I guess, the story. But I write quite a lot anyway. I write, um, you know, every pretty much every day really. And and working with Directors Cut, we've done lots and lots of script they there's just the most amazing it sounds like a big plug for director's cut um but there's a really uh talented bunch of people over there and they're kind of award-winning writers and it they really kind of push you to do different things and experiment with different things um so yeah i, I just sort of we managed to kind of get a script together fairly fairly soon so i suppose that was the spark of the kind of idea really so what i really liked about the film as well like because you shot in a few different locations but uh, in the film, it's, it all appears to be one location. It, it really is like seamless how uh, everything really fits together. Because you said that like the drone shots and some of the exteriors, I think, were all on the fault. Uh, but none of the actors were, were in, went to the fault at all. No, um, just because the logistics like, thing. Yeah, it's like, really quite. Yeah. Yeah. So we sort of did establishing shots so that the audience would think everything was kind of filmed there. And we obviously did the drone shots, um, which are like the, in the opening sequence. And then we basically tried to find a, a, a tunnel system that which basically mimicked the, um, the bottom of the fort, um, which we've got a place called Venter Botanic Gardens, here, which is, um, I'm going to say this out, um, which is uh, an old, it was an old TB hospital actually, but it's got this amazing um, network of kind of underground tunnels and they're absolutely, they're just like these, the freakiest tunnels ever. Um, and they've got, they're not actually open to the public and the the, um, the woman who ran it was absolutely fantastic. And uh, so yeah, we were like, yeah, this is this is perfect. So we recreated some of it there and then we recreated um, the, uh, the, the sort of bar scenes actually in uh, an old bank, which had been converted into sort of like an arts club. Uh, so yeah, a lot of it is is you know kind of suspension of disbelief, but we 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 put the kind of establishing shots and all the way kind of through it as well. So we we keep going back to the fort. So hopefully, as you said, people don't know it's it's not on the it's not all shot on the fort. But logistics getting out there because it's tidal going out to the fort as well. So and obviously, if you've got any bad weather, there's quite a lot that could kind of go wrong um, on there. So we were like, right, okay, well. We're, we're just going to kind of recreate it and do it somewhere else. Yeah, like, as I said, like, um, like I couldn't tell that it was not shot all in one place. Like, I thought it was, like, everyone over, went <laughs> well, over there. That's good. We, made, we achieved that, everything. then that's good. Yeah, so I thought that was really, really cool. Um, how, like, because you mentioned a lot of different locations. Like, what did you do as your role as a producer? Like, what kind of problems did you have to overcome in terms of that? Um, there's quite a few. I mean, but producing is sort of project management really um and so so you've, you've got sort of obviously quite a large team of people to organize and as you said when you're doing a, a fairly kind of low budget shoot um you've got to wear lots of hats and do lots of things yourself you know as you said you know you've got to source the props and all the things so you've got to kind of do the catering you've got to do the whole bit um obviously we're on bigger productions hopefully we won't be doing all of that um but we also had a covid was a big thing um we shot in june and we'd literally just sort of come out of a lockdown then um and there were still quite a few restrictions in place and there were yeah that's a, that there was a lot of paperwork there and and we were like please nobody get ill on the shoot um so 
it, yeah, it, it all kind of came together. But um, producing wise, I guess I, I'd, I'd done a previous role um, in business where I used to kind of project manage. So it, it wasn't that different, really. Um, it's just kind of making sure everybody gets on. Obviously, um, the director does a lot of the stuff on the day. It's more kind of budget, um, you know, getting all that side of things together. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got to be able to kind of do everything, keep everybody happy. Um, <laughs> keep sort of good morale up, but we had, we had a great crew and we had a great cast on this. So it was it was it was very easy really for us to do that. So yeah, cool. I, I, there's a photo I saw on your Facebook group of like the cast and crew all together, and you all look really moody. And I thought that was a really nice yeah, photo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. It was a good sort of atmospheric shot. But actually, we we, we had about twenty takes to, to to not laugh. We were just having absolute oh, bet, hysterics. Yeah. We we're like, no, we mustn't laugh. Yeah. I sent it to someone in my film and I was like, we need to do one of these because like our film yeah. is like an overt comedy. So it'd be really stupid to do a one where everyone looks really serious. Um, yeah, I, I think with horror, it's quite good to have, it's not really horror, it's more thrillery, but it's quite nice to have a bit of, have a bit of sort of comedy or a bit of lightheartedness in it just to kind of give it that contrast. When we met as well, you mentioned like marketing the film. Um, mm -hmm. Like what? What kind of things have you done in that? Have you got any like tips or tricks you can like tell people that are watching this? Um, I, I'd say kind of marketing is it, it, it's. I mean, really making the film is kind of only about a third of it, which is obviously the kind of enjoyable. It's probably the easiest bit. Um, you've then obviously got all your stuff in post, and then you've got to market it. And I, I think quite a few people probably sort of fall down the the, the marketing side. You've got to be a quite a good self publicist um and you've got to go around and promote it um i think you've got to look at what festivals you if you're going to put it down a festival route which ones are going to kind of work for you um and maybe work for the sort of the genre of the film that you're thinking of doing um and really just pick up the phone and, and i and i guess just hassle people and don't be afraid to ask i think is um you, you know it's, it's really as well if you you're you've got a, a small kind of independent film and it's going to be on your back unless you can afford to get a, a PR agency or something in, um, which is obviously kind of a luxury for a lot of people. But, you know, so you need to really kind of utilise social media um, and, and wherever you are. I think most so most the filmmaking community, I think, as you found, is really supportive. Mm. Um, and uh, so people are quite happy to share your stuff and also use your kind of local media, um, you know, TV, um, if you've got any local TV or local press, they're normally quite um, up for covering it. So that's quite a good route to go down. Um, and then maybe also, I think, maybe quite a good tip is to think about your marketing uh, while you're filming. So if you can get any kind of interviews or if you can get um, sound bites or anything that you think that you can use kind of later on, so get your kind of stills done um, while you're actually on the shoot. Um, so sort of try and have a bit of foresight of, of how you're going to use it and how you need to kind of market it to do it. So there's a, there's a few routes. Obviously, you know, as I said, social me media marketing is good. And I think with the film festivals, if, you, if you're going to go down that route, obviously something like Film Freeway is great, mm. which is sort of a portal and you just have to upload. So just well, upload everything once. It takes a while. Um, and then I would really try and get to know the, the, the guys who um, organise the festivals um sort of try and make contact with them and pick up the phone and you know they're it's a two-way thing i think with festivals you know you're promoting them as well um as well as them promoting you so i think you, you need to kind of be on board with it and it you know some people you click with at the festivals and i think that really helps um 
so yeah I would you know try and make friends with the with the organizers really I think that that helps that helps get your, your film put on as well but yeah just don't be afraid to ask I'd say to people just you know if you've got um obviously we met a local kind of networking event um you know speak to the people who are doing that uh, and just look at, at what's I've found actually that the, it's not the film community isn't massive really um a lot of people know each other so it, it kind of has a bit of a kind of snowball effect once you get in there but you do need to think about your marketing strategy because you know once you've made a film you've got to think what am I going to do with it you know um and really as a short film there's not you know you're not really making them to to make any money unfortunately there's not a big market for people buying them um but you're kind of doing it as a calling card to get more work in so um yeah the more the more um profile you can get on it it just kind of leads to other things i think that's the that's the theory i think that's theory with it yeah that leads really well into my next question is because you've got producing jobs off the back of this Mm -hmm. film yeah how have you done that is that through people seeing the film or like how does that work um i think a couple of them i have um i i got asked for a, a coffee by people who'd seen the film which was really nice and i think they'd seen some uh some PR that we'd done and uh and I kind of got on with them um and then one of them I'd worked with a lady in director's cut and I sort of knew her and I think she saw that I'd done a film and um so she had a a film called Weightless which is brilliant but it's one we're going to be working on in the autumn um so that that kind of grew from there so so yeah it did I kind of got work off the back of it which is great so Cool. And then what's the next film about? Because you mentioned it there. Uh, well, no, that's not the next one. That's one in autumn. Um, yes, yeah. So I've, I've got one in two weeks that I'm filming. Oh, wow. Filming. So even even yeah, sooner. Yeah, fairly soon. Yeah, I'm a bit in the kind of, oh, my God. I've got to get this sorted. Um, so I've got one called Day of the Sun Dog, um, which I'm, I can say actually now, which is quite exciting. I've managed to get two really good actors on this. So I've got um, Paul McGann on it. Um yeah, the doctor. <laughs> the doctor, and obviously uh, with Nolan, I was brilliant. Yeah, I was film, like, so. literally. I've, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I've got Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, DVD. I've got the Paul McGann one above my head. So like, oh, well, like, there you go. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're really excited to get him on, and, and I sort of quite like Doctor Who, and um, I know he's got a good fan base. <laughs> <laughs> right here. And um, <laughs> Kerry Taylor as well, who's used to be in Hollyoaks, and she's in the Bay. And actually, she was just in a she was just in a play with Paul, so oh, okay. um, they kind of knew each other. So we got both of them on. So that's really exciting. So um, that's going to be filmed over here on the Isle of Wight, just near Yarmouth. Oh wow! In so in two weeks, time, so. wow! Uh, yeah. Do you think like have obviously having like big names on a, sh- a mm-hmm. short film that's surely got to help your marketing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it does, and I, th- I think it's. I think on the last film that I did, um, it was brilliant to use the actors because they were all amazing and they have been in quite a few things, but they're not sort of household names. Um, so the kind of strategy was that, you know, when I was doing the last film, you know, and I'm sure you will find it as well, people, who's in it, you know, and that is just how the industry works, unfortunately. So if you've got um, a name in it, it, it's a hook to kind of people to watch it. Um, so I think if you can get somebody on board, I'd noticed as well, going around some of the film festivals, um, they'd got, um, a, a couple of profile actors in some of the films and they were doing 
quite quite well because they sort of um, I mean yeah because you, you did quite well as well but they kind of it automatically gets you you get you noticed and you get the publicity from it so um, but yeah working with Paul and Carrie is going to be really exciting so I've got, I've got how Paul do you go about read how do you go about getting names like that do you, is it sort of just people you know um do you know what i think you just phone up their age <laughs> i think you've got to have a good script um and you've got to have i think obviously the past projects I, i've done helped a little bit um sort of to give you a, a bit of background for them but i i think really just ask is you know that they're only going to kind of say no aren't they so <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, but we were lucky. I mean, we got Paul because Kerry was on board with it um, and they knew each other and our director knew Kerry a little bit. He'd worked with her before. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I think it's achievable. I think you have got to have a, you've got to have a good script that's um, at a certain level. You've got to have a good team and crew because, you know, people generally just obviously want to do stuff that's good for their career. So Yeah, like with your previous films done really well. So they can see that mm. as well. They they know it's a it's going to be a production that's going to be high quality and it's going to be yeah. I think that ev- helps. It's, it's mutually yeah. beneficial f- to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, uh, just looking at my list of little questions here. I'll cut mm. this bit out. Uh, are there any other like just as we finish? Are there any other little tips that you give to people um, who are going to start creating short films? Like little things that you've learned that they may not know about. Oh, blimey. Um, yeah, there's probably loads of stuff. It's, it's a good <laughs> learning curve doing a film. Um, yeah. I think where I, I think firstly, you've got to make a film for yourself. Do something you're kind of interested in. Um, you're, you're making a film for you at the end of the day. Don't try and make it for a particular market. It's got to, um, if you're writing it, it's kind of got to come from the heart somewhere or, or other. It's got to be a, a story you want to tell. Um, so I, I think you've got to be, um, yeah, you know, you've got to kind of bought into it. Um, I think, what are the tips? Um, I think look at the post-production side, because the post-production side is, is kind of massive and do your research on it before. Um, and I guess we we didn't fall over on it a little bit, but we could have saved quite a lot of money on the post-production had I um, had I known, but it was quite an, a kind of new area. So I think uh, this time it'll be... Well, we'll be able to save quite a lot doing it this time around. So, um, uh, yeah, what other good tips? I suppose a good tip on uh, Film Freeway. So if, once you've done your film and you get on Film Freeway, there's if you go down the panel at the bottom, there's a little thing where there's kind of marketing options and you can pay like $20 or $10 and it will send your film out to uh, like hundreds of the festival things to promo it. And then they'll normally send you a code back as a discount code as a waiver and you might get some free ones but you get anything up to like 90 percent off and i did it and i spent about 20 dollars and i got about 200 back so um yeah that saved a lot of money so that that's a good a good tip that is a hot <laughs> tip that's a really good that's a really good tip cool. <laughs> i would definitely money is always good yeah I, also cool. another one that one of the directors told me um i was involved in a project called the laureate with um william nunez is, is to get a location where you haven't got to um, dress it particularly. So, you know, if you're doing a period piece, find a, find a house which is set like that. Um, or, you know, if you've got a location, try and use it. 
that that saves you kind of quite a lot of money yeah that's a great, great tip as well yeah i found yeah. that with uh some of the lo- like you learn as you go don't you so like yeah um, you do like yeah we've like we've done this film uh and it's just you learn every so much just by doing it and screwing up and i like I really want to make the next one now because I'm thinking yeah. I could do, I could do it better I could do it better yeah uh, so it's gonna be interesting the next one and then the next one the next one so I think that's really cool um, yeah. yeah so how can I people um, go on carry on I was going to say, I spoke to um, I met some brilliant people at the festivals um, there's a horror director called Jake West and he said you need to make ten films ten <laughs> yeah he said and then you'll then you'll kind of know exactly what you're doing. It's a little way to go. Yeah, yet, like, yeah. In my head, I'm like, yeah, I would do that better next time. But yeah, obviously, because you, you'll just do different things and do, try new stuff, and then you'll slowly yeah. get better and better and, and perfect it. Um, yeah. How can people watch your film, and how can people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? Okay, so we've got a, um, a website that the film's up on, which is strangewaters.co.uk, and you can actually watch the film on there and the trailer, and there's lots of stuff about the film and stuff about the crew and the cast and that that you can do so um and then we are we've got quite a few bits and pieces coming up this year with different festivals so there seems to be a bit of a lull in the festivals at the moment there's just quite a few in march april and then they kick off most of them in sort of sort of september time again cool oh i'm on your website now so that's what i'll be doing for the next oh, half hour or so bless you. <laughs> cool <laughs> thank you your so film much as well. it's your stuff pardon is your film up not yet like we got we've got the last bit of filming next weekend uh and we've put, like everything else is sort of edited and ready to go but we had like yeah. a few tiny little bits to, to finish off um and then i think it'll be out like late, be finished later july or august uh but uh, i will send you it when it's done i'd love to hear your great. are you gonna put it up on the cinema or uh so we're gonna do a screening for everyone that was in it because we had a party scene yeah. and there's like 20 30 people uh so we're going to ask them to come along uh and then Brilliant. we'll just put it on film freeway and see what happens but yeah um, fantastic i love doing sure it, it do well. like, everyone in it was great yeah i would say as well actually one of the, the other things is, is get a quite a good poster for it oh uh, yeah like the guy i've written it with he's um yeah the guy i've written it with is a graphic designer and he's with for our little two minute films he'd made some fantastic posters and they're like two minute films but the posters are incredible <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think also it's quite useful to watch it on a, on a big screen because it's really very different to watch, even if you've got a massive TV, hmm. um, because it, it sort of highlights any errors in it or any bits that are good. Because we, we actually did an edit, we did an audience sort of screening and we got a bit of feedback from the audience and, and we, we made it a little bit tighter on some of the edits. So it's quite useful just to look at it a cinema file and kind of befriend uh, your local cinema projectionist and see if you can play it on that. They're normally quite friendly ideas. and will let you do it. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah. who, where did you where did you show yours? What cinema? Um, we've shown it quite a few actually, but we the the guy at uh, Ride Cinema was really helpful. Um, and then we've that we showed last week at number six cinema in Portsmouth which has got the most amazing screen I think it's one of the biggest screens in the south of England but it's sort of massive sort of curved uh screen and it was actually on before the Nicolas Cage film which was which was great um 
but yeah, they've all been really helpful. All the local cinemas. But oh, it's cool. That's a really what you'll, idea. you'll find. This is very boring. But when you get a DCP file for the cinema, you can't actually test it unless you go along to a screen and test it. So yeah, get a backup copy as well. And if you go cool. to any festivals, have a backup copy in your in your pocket. Cool. Really good tips. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we are, we're running out of time, but I really appreciate your time. And, like, oh, lovely your to meet you. you. Really, and thanks really for having me on. It. Thank you very much.